with the suffering there, how do you meet it? How do you meet it? What do you do in that moment when you're facing that intense suffering? Do you wither away and do you wither away and die metaphorically? Or do you actually take control of your life and use that suffering to help you become stronger, more courageous, more innovative, more creative, and happier in the long run? Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Mental Purpose Podcast, where our mission, you know it if you're listening to this show. If you don't, then here you go is to elevate, educate, empower, enrich, and evolve men to be on purpose, be on purpose, so they can reveal their most authentic self, and they can live the most fulfilling and regret-free life possible. It's awesome, right? It's freaking awesome. Now, this episode, my guest is Forrest Rivers. The guy's just a plethora of information, and I like this interview, and I like Forrest because he takes the subject of COVID, and he gives you just a little bit of a different viewpoint on it. Whereas COVID was painted as a very negative thing, at least in my experience, and people got hurt, people died, people lost people, people got sick, there were, you know, tragedies. And what he did with his book, COVID-19 and Humanity's Spiritual Awakening, was paint a whole new picture of this awakening that COVID provided for us if you took that challenge on, or if you took that on, or if that's how you, you viewed it, or if that was your choice about it. I had that. My 2020 was, I thought, one of the best years of my life. You know, there was a huge transition, huge pivot from our former career in real estate to just full out in with our coaching businesses that we had been running for quite a long time. I was just afraid, honestly. I was fearful of putting everything that I had into it. And what if it didn't work? And so in this, we're going to be talking about ego and identity and, and higher purpose and choices and community compassion and suffering and fear of death and, and creation and destruction and checking in with yourself and service to the world and taking inventory of your life and everything in between. This is a really powerful interview. So before we get started, remember our free resources. We've got the Men on Purpose community on Facebook. It's free. There's like 200 plus members in there now at this point. And we've got, you know, all kinds of different things. We've got different clubs. We've got different uh, groups that are meeting. There's a ton of stuff. And Aaron and I continue to press and push more value, more value, more value. And everything is just there for you to consume. Obviously, you got this podcast. And the other thing you got is our ebook, The Purpose Driven Formula. It's free. It's a little mini course. It's like two hours. It's me coaching you on video, taking you through the purpose-driven formula. All you've got to do is get onto that mental purpose community, get your email in there, then DM or private message me that you want that ebook. It's yours, all right? If you want coaching, you need anything from us, you know where to go. Just you know, DM me on Facebook at Mental Purpose Podcast. Go to the website, ianlobos.com or mentalpurposepodcast.com. If you want to come to one of our groundbreaking frontrunner personal involvement retreats, we've got one coming up in November. There's a couple seats left. Then frontrunner.group or hit us up on Instagram or ask in the Facebook page. We're going to be promoting it pretty soon, uh, starting in like end of August, early September. So you got everything you possibly could need. The only thing you need to do is make a choice to be on purpose. And when you do, then you'll make different choices. You'll make more serving choices. And you'll get involved with what we've got and you'll get involved with other people and what they've got and you will shift and change and evolve your life. And however we can be a part of that, however we can help, 
tell us, let us know. And we are dedicated to make sure that happens. So here you go. This is Forrest Rivers. Enjoy. All right, Forrest, let's do this thing, man. It is a, it shouldn't be, but this is a controversial topic, right? COVID. It's a controversial topic, especially because you and I are not going to talk about all the negative that happened in COVID. We're going to turn the leaf over and we're going to speak about the other side of of COVID and the positive and the cleansing and not in a bad way, but in a great way. We're not going to negate the fact that COVID wreaked havoc on the world, that mm-hmm. COVID took lives. We are not negating that at all. We're not downplaying that. We're very serious about that fact. And we also want to just showcase some positive things that happened from COVID because it's something we entered into. It wasn't voluntary. We had to go through it. It is what it is. And for all the conspiracy theorists out there, we're not going to get into any of that. Nope. So hold your horses. Like, well, we can talk about stuff like that another time. We're just talking about the slowdown, the, the awakening. We're talking about what happened. And you're an expert on that. You wrote a book on that. And when I saw your one sheet, I was fascinated because I, I've always wanted to have this conversation and like we were talking about before we hit record, I, I, I thought that 2020 was maybe the best year of my entire life. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and I the same I'm way. embarrassed or like nervous to say that to people because I know some people who had a family member die or, or get really sick or, or they got really sick. And, and I, again, I'm not, I'm not downplaying that. I'm not negating that, but I do want to celebrate how wonderful of a year that was. If you, if you, took it took advantage of the slowdown and the empty streets and the time to just reflect and walk by yourself and not have all those distractions right so in the book one of the ian i couldn't agree more with everything you just said in the book i talk a lot about how i cite numerous examples of people i talk to who used the last year i'll just give you a little rundown from the book Uh, I cite an example of of two of my friends who decided to uh, become full-time farmers, organic farmers, and they moved off uh, from the city into the countryside to grow food and contribute to their local economy in a way that brings them purpose. I have two other friends who decided to move off the grid. Uh, This is out in Colorado to Utah, and uh, they wanted to just experiment with off-the-grid living. I know another person I spoke to who decided to take to the Appalachian Trail because that's a lifelong dream of theirs. Uh, I know another person who started a wilderness therapy center, uh, and that's what I want to get into down the road. That's my dream for service, and I know someone who actually went out and is actually doing it right now. Um, I have another friend who decided to become use the time of the lockdown to explore his music more deeply and to commit his life to that. I have another, somebody else I talked about, a Cherokee elder named Myrtle Driver uh, based out of the, so right now I'm in the Smoky Mountains in North Carolina and she lives on the Eastern band of Cherokee Indians, beautiful place. And she has single-handedly kept the Cherokee syllabary, their language alive. And she's doubled down on her efforts during the pandemic to be able to do that. She's had more time to commit to that. Sure. All those examples I just brought up are, uh, you know, I could go on and on. Uh, another f- friend of mine who's used this time to start up his own YouTube channel to uh, that's based on sort of 
uh, nature to encourage people to get back outdoors, uh, sure. you know, particularly, particularly as a healing strategy for young men, uh, you know, and so lots of interesting, uh, if, hmm, how do I say this again? I don't, I don't want to mitigate or underplay how much suffering sure. has happened during this pandemic, but if you're able to get past the fear and you were able to see, um, see, see this for what it was, it was a, it was a grand opportunity to, to self-reflect, contemplate totally. and come to a, a greater realization of how you want to spend your life with more purpose and meaning. And, yeah. you know, if you didn't take that direction, you know, I would argue you were missing a very, you've been missing an amazing opportunity and it's not too I agree. late. It's not I agree. too late still to, 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 no. to, to go down that course. No, the world's opening back up and it, it was an awakening and, you know, I have some pretty, I think, awakened friends that um, didn't take advantage of it as well as they could have. And they really got caught up in the politics of it and the government oh. conspiracies and the world, Bill Gates and something like. And I just I like I had to unfriend these people because, like, I get all that. And could all that be true? Sure. I don't deny that. Could it be a total hoax? Uh, maybe someday in some universe. Sure. Okay. I don't want to go into that with anybody. You know, like I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. It's a very dark black hole. But it, well, well, all it does is brings you into a. It, it doesn't do anything for our own no self initiative. No. It doesn't do anything for our right. own individual empowerments. Right. We're running on a treadmill. We're burning energy and not going anywhere. And that's that's what I kept saying. Is like, okay, I get it. Okay, the, the government planned this thing. Okay, sure. Like. I, I, there are conspiracy theories that I totally buy into. I'm not going to get into them here, but I'm not the guy. Like I watch ancient aliens. I, you know, I wonder how the Egyptians built the pyramids. Like I'm into that stuff. It's, it's cool. Like why not explore additional? And that's not, that, that's not even it, as just a joke as an aside. That's not even that far out with all the no. UFO, uh, no. you know, uh, no. re big report that's coming out in a week here. So, <laughs> so, so the, the, the thing is, and there's so many different directions we could take this. And I, I want to drop two of the quotes that really like got me attracted to you sure, and the sure. book. Um, but the, you gotta remember men on purpose podcast was built in COVID time, right? Like yeah. in January, in January of 2020, my wife and I said to each other, what do we want to do with our real estate business? And I said, I don't, I don't want to keep running this because it's not serving us anymore. It's just providing us money and I'm not happy, and I don't want the clients to be unhappy. I love these clients we work with. We've been very blessed with referral after referral from these amazing clients. And I don't think I'm serving them at the highest level anymore, and I think we need to go ahead and throw the towel in. She said, well, the universe will make the decision on when the towel gets thrown or when the stop point is. And I said, okay, I'm cool with that. And she said, well, what else do we want to do? And I said, we're going to throttle down on the coaching business. Because the coaching business, as I was telling you before, was it's where my heart is. It's where my, my fulfillment is. It's where my passion is. I found my passion in coaching and in podcasting and then Oh, inspirational. I've been getting involved yeah. in inspirational speaking in totally. and it is, you know, on, on on these spiritual themes, it is empowering to get involved yeah. in the coaching area. Because guess totally. what? You're learning as you're coaching others, you're learning a lot about yourself too. And oh, and yeah. and if you do if you do it the right way, it, it you start to wonder who's the coach. You right. know, and, and, uh, <laughs> you know, really, right. really, it becomes a, 
that barrier gets broken down. Yeah. By March of 2020, I was at the New Media Summit right the week before COVID, like, official was, like, the Tuesday I got back. Uh, I got back on a Sunday. That Tuesday was, like, everybody out, at home, masks on, that kind of thing. And the great toilet paper or paper towel shortage or whatever it was, I remember that. But I said to my wife, you know what? Like, this isn't going to be a joke. Like, this isn't going to be a game. This is real. Like, this isn't going to be something that's just a quick, you know, the news made this shit up to get ratings. This is pretty nasty. Like, if the entire world is on the same page, then there's got to be some validity to this. Not in terms of, again, it doesn't mean that it is totally real. It means that it was real for this world, however it came to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm not playing with however it came to be. I'm playing with, I have children. It is what it is. It's here. It's happened. How can I get through this in the best of my ability? How can I take advantage of this time that I have? where I'm sitting at home, I'm not out showing properties. I'm still on my coaching calls, but like they're not, you know, they're, they're my coaching calls have changed. Like maybe they're all stacked up in the morning. I have the whole afternoon. Well, at that, at that summit, at podcast convention, I got proposed to buy this podcast. And I've told the story all the time. And the, the owner said, look, I'm about to mothball this, this podcast because it's going nowhere. Do you want to buy it? And I said, yeah, I think the brand's really cool. I'll buy it. And now I, I got it and I had to strip the thing down to bare metal and rebuild the whole thing, but that's okay. I had the time in co during COVID. I had, Absolutely. my kids weren't in school. My wife was here. Like I sat up in my room and I obsessed over this, the message and the mission obsessed over it. But I also know other people that they, um, they, 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 they realized that their identity and I want to, I want to get your point on this or your view on this. Their identity of getting up every day, going to this one gym, going to this Starbucks to see the person or their friends are there you know, at 7 a.m., then going back home, taking a shower, getting dressed in their suit, going to their office, wherever it is, that life, that identity was crippling to some people when they lost it because they couldn't get up and go to the gym. They couldn't get up and put their suit on and go to the office, be away from their family, avoid their responsibilities. Mm. They were going nuts. They were going nuts. What's your take on that identity shift that people like were forced into and the subsequent, you know, mental and emotional turmoil that took place inside of their heads until they had to, you know, calibrate it a couple months later? So that's an that's an amazing question, Ian. And, you know, I've been on this little like podcast radio tour for a while and no one's asked me that question. So phenomenal, phenomenal question. Thanks, man. So I want to say this. I think what's happened is we saw a what happened to a lot of people was they're they've identified so overly with their external identity how about this ego identity their ego identity was popped when covid hit you know my my job my yeah. my 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 money my 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 notoriety my you know esteem you know that that outward identity we get from our jobs and 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 even if we're not passionate about it, that was popped. And I think what happened with COVID, we were forced to turn inwards. We were forced to have a, a, a shift from our ego consciousness into our spirit consciousness. I put another way in. We had a we had a there was no more avoiding what's going on in here. Totally. Yeah, we had yeah. to actually we had to actually face develop it. the courage yeah. to face us, yeah. to face ourselves. And why do you think Ian one of the biggest things that happened during COVID we, we all heard about 
was this explosion in mental health problems. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're focused everything out there, you know, uh, you know, the like you said, the, the gym, come back, shower, go to work, do your thing, come home, you know, and do the same thing again the next day. You know, you, you kind of get in this pattern of avoidance. You're not really ever facing yourself truly. Well, guess what? COVID made us actually face ourselves. You know, yeah. we had to face among among the things we had to face. What is the what is my higher purpose in life? Yeah. What is my higher purpose? You know, and, you know, this this show being called Men on Purpose, you know, I think that's a really interesting name for for that. How many young men have, you know, float through life without any sense of purpose? Right. We, we float through without a purpose. We don't totally. we're not encouraged really to ever follow our purpose. And covid forced us to actually turn inwards a little bit and 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 really, really face down some hard truths. Am I how about this? Am I just a sheep who is following whatever society is telling me to do? Yeah. Or am I going to be actually a trailblazer and break off on my own and do something that I'm passionate about that has a higher purpose and that serves people, you know, and that's such a good way of, you know, we were it sounds so simple, but that is very big. Am I actually serving the world or am I just serving myself pretending that the world's being served? Ian, to be totally honest, I had to look at myself in the mirror. That's did. why I wrote this book. Part of this, part of this book, part of the reason I wrote this book, one was to inspire people to look within and to, and to take control over their lives and to do something with purpose and, and be empowered. But I, I'd be lying to you if I told you a lot of this book wasn't about therapy sure. too for myself. Sure. You know, I mean, I, I I have to be honest. I identified so strong for when the when we came home, and I shifted from my face to face classes to Zoom. Suddenly, I had this barrier of the screen between me and my students. I, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't able to, you know, mentor them on a day to day basis right. and Feel do all energy. the things I do. Yeah, and feel the energy. That that took a hit on me at first, but then I was like, well, wait a minute. I've always wanted to really throw myself into inspirational speaking and writing, you know, yeah. and, and here I am on this like podcast tour. And, like <laughs> that wouldn't have come about if it wasn't for COVID either. And and you know, and I think this was a this was in a really a lot of people had to face I hate to say this Ian, face some uncomfortable truths about themselves that maybe they haven't really been living. You know, and what do I mean by not really living? I mean, just simply not following their life's purpose, because I think everybody has the ability to tune into that and find their life's purpose. Um, and that's one of the biggest things I think that came out of COVID. I mean, I have a buddy who's working in an office, uh, has been for a while as a as an environmental engineer. He seemingly has everything in he could want, you know, uh, you know, a, a wonderful uh, soon to be wife, uh, one owns a couple houses, you know, financially well, but he wasn't happy. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't making him happy. He wants something deeper out of life. He wants to feel his connection to all that is. Yeah. So, you know what he's doing now? He's he's woodworking. I love that. He's he's walked away from his job. He's becoming a woodworker and, you know, he loves it. He's so passionate about it and he like he loves making furniture and it, the whole process of finding the lumber you know, and, and seeing it from a blank slate to a, you know, so something cool. that's finished and complete. So cool. And he's made that transition, you know, and, um, and I think everybody has the capacity to follow their life's purpose. 
Uh, and that's something that COVID's done for us. It's given us that time to slow down, yeah. right? Yeah. We're so on the run in this society. You know, move, 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 move. We finally had some time to turn within and 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 figure out a different trajectory for our life. That's totally true. I mean, there's so many times we talk about it on this show. I mean, my mission is 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 this what I'm about to say, like the the rest of the men on purpose mission to elevate, educate, empower, enrich, and evolve men to be on purpose. That's to be yes. on purpose. And then the second definition is yes. to be on purpose, right? To be on purpose, not to do, not to crush it, not to crank it, not, but to sit with yourself and to be the real you. And then just to be on purpose yeah. and everything that you're doing, you're actually being on purpose, right? So there's two different meanings there. People always you're, ask me, why is the B capitalized? And then from there, the rest of it is, so in order to live the most fulfilling, authentic, and regret-free lives possible, because our society, I have some, I have some attorney friends um, who couple of them didn't go back and they are like on cloud nine. They, one of them moved to Costa Rica and like took his family and is like having this ball of a time. And, and, uh, and the other ones put their suits back on and went back to the office and they're locked in again. And I said, guys, you, you literally, you had, you were on the boat, right? The boat's been like this the whole time. You've been wanting to get off this boat ride sick as shit every day. You're miserable. And the boat pulled up next to the dock, and all you had to do was jump. And it was going to hurt to roll a little bit, but all you had to do was jump, and you were off that boat for good. But you didn't. You stayed on and endured this miserableness because of the fear of what it would be on the other side, Oof. like maybe the identity or the oh, money. Oh, Ian, Ian you, just, Ian, you just hit a huge point yeah. right there. And that was another big point in my, in my book, too, is to say, you know, we had two choices how to meet this moment. Sure meet it with fear we could meet it with fear or we could grow inner courage and actually take back our lives and you know that that metaphor of the boat pulling up to the dock all that takes is just a little bit of courage and you're going to take a little bit of bumps and bruises but you're not going to be sick as hell every right. day anymore you know and it, it's a you know it's a i don't know it's something in our society where we almost don't breed we don't we don't breed um, individual sense of empowerment. That's not something we tend to breed in our society yeah. anymore. But how could and, we though? And I hope how could we? Because yeah. if if there's if like we were talking about it earlier, I, I wish we actually would have pushed record much earlier than we did. Um, I'll have to bring all the stuff back up we talked about. Um, but but if you have a bunch of people that are empowered and individualized, and they're all thinking about businesses they could create and ways that they could go on amazing vacations and take care of their own mental health and not blame everybody else for their problems. Right. And, and, and serve their, and serve, and serve their communities totally. yeah. where you have a network, a network of businesses that are serving their totally. communities rather than making everybody dependent totally. on handouts and, yeah. and other structures to take care of them. That would be the true local economy. You, it would you know, be if we could move towards that and considering what we live amazing. in, in this, you know, if you want to call America capitalistic, that's fine. You can, uh, or de or democratic, that's fine. You can. It, I I have a little different view on that. I'm sure you do too. But it would destroy, it would destroy yep. the fabric of what we think is the land of opportunity, because the land of opportunity is only there if you have an opportunity to get opportunity, in my opinion.
because there are so many people that are downtrodden in this country. I mean, look, I live part-time in Los Angeles. Like, roll through those streets near Venice Beach or down in Hyde Park. I mean, it is tent city after tent city after tent city after tent city. It's one of the biggest economies in the world, the state of California, and Los Angeles is one of the big drivers. Like, there could be something done. And listen, I'm not a politician, and I don't know the depth, and I don't know the backgrounds, but there's got to be something you could do to help these people out. There's got to be. But there's so many people out there that are going, well, if they don't help themselves, then fuck them. But really, though, they just need a little hand. They need a hand. They don't need you to wipe their ass. They need just a hand up off the ground, and then they... So, like, yeah, it, go, what, what, what we need go what, that way. You'll find opportunity that way. Yeah, yeah, a little a, a, a mentor, mentoring, yeah. and just community compassion yeah. is what we yeah. need. You know, and in order to get to community compassion, and in order to empower people, we need individuals to awaken themselves. You know, it's funny. Like the people have this vision. I don't want to go off too but off track true. here, but people have this vision. That change comes about always from the top down, yeah. you know, the dictates from the collective real change, real awakening starts with each one of us as individuals. And then, you know, us all serving each other through the spirit of love and compassion. But to get to that point, we have to first empower ourselves to help out others, you know, and that's that's some tough work that, you know. I can tell you this in, in, in the colleges, they don't encourage individuals to question what is my life purpose? No. You know, how can I best, how can I best find happiness in my life? That's not encouraged. Uh, but it can't be, it can't be, individual it can't be encouraged. It can't be because no, you cannot, no. be, you, you have to have cogs for the wheel. You have to have line workers for the assembly line. You have to have people to fit those desks to type the stuff for 15 bucks an hour. You have to have that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you have to have those people. And if everybody is empowered, there are going to be people that believe that they're above that job and they'll never take that job. So I get it. The society works Absolutely. when everybody can fit a role based on their belief in what's possible. Well, isn't that, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yep. Isn't that interesting in that we're seeing that happen now where, when we're quote returning to normal, a lot of people don't want to return to work. It's not because they're lazy. Right. It's not because they're receiving too many handouts. They're not wanting to return to work because they re- they've had a glimpse of what they could sure. do that has more sure. purpose and has more appreciation for what they're doing. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. You know, it's, it's a great point. Think about uh, it. Like your guy with the woodworking. Somebody could say, I'm sure there's somebody in their car right now, wherever they're listening to this. Yeah, well, that guy had a lot of money and he has the ability to do that. But I can tell you right now that when I started my real estate business in 2012, September 5th, 2012, I uh, was $800,000 in debt. I was, um, my house was in foreclosure. I had literally overdrawn accounts. I had no money. My wife had just lost her job. And I remember sitting on my mom's couch, like three days after I got my license, I went to the office a couple of days. I cried in my car every day. So fucking so scared. And I went to my mom's house and I, and I said, mom, I, you gotta like, you gotta give me something like I, the, 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 the pain inside is so heavy. The fear, the anxiety, it's, I feel like my organs are like coming apart. So she said, all right, just chill out. Like, here's some tea. Here's a volume, like get yourself under control. And I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying this is what I did, um, in that moment. And then I fought through and fought through and fought through every day, all the, the negative talk in my head, I, I, 
I wouldn't take medication, even though the doctors were like, no, you have anxiety, it's fine, just take this. But I knew that it was situational. I knew that generalized anxiety disorder is not a thing, in my opinion, because I was diagnosed with that, but I knew it was situational because the moment I got a check, the anxiety went away. Holy shit, look at that. I didn't have to take medicine, I got a check. But then that bred me to go after the next deal, the next deal, the next deal, to build the business up, to continue to make more money and more money and more money, but all I was doing was running from that monster behind me. The fear of being broke again, yep. the fear of, because I was, I had made a lot of money in my 20s and then lost it all at 29 when I started my real estate business. And then by the time I turned around, it's like two and a half years into the business, my daughter's born, and I'm locked into this identity that money will make me happy. Money will solve my problems. Mm -hmm. Money will help me avoid the shit that I don't want to deal with. But it never did. And that's what we talk about all the time on the show. That's what the mission is here is to say, hey, snap, snap out of this thing. Not the when this happens, I'll be. When that happens, I'll get. That's not real. It's not real at all. So COVID was a, was a place for my wife and I to say, all right, look, this is real. We don't like when this storm is over, because all storms end, it is a fact. When this storm is over, where do we mm -hmm. want to be? Do we want to be slinging real estate and unhappy? It's amazing. Or do we want to be running this coaching business and serving the world at the highest freaking level, most passion behind it, and, and like actually moving the needle in people's lives where people look back and go, damn. Like, man, I coached with Ian and holy shit, like the guy, the guy just, you know, like, um, I mean, we, we've got clients that are 70 and we have clients that are 18, you know, like in some capacity, our curriculum, our dedication is helping these people move forward. They all got that because they got, they got the right life happens for you versus life happens to you mindset when COVID hit. I think that's a huge, huge, huge yeah. point. You know, and I, I guess what I'd say to the, the, the listeners is you always have control over this. You may not have control over the circumstances, but you have control over how you meet those circumstances. And I think to, to relate it to COVID, we had all of this very real suffering that was presented for us. You know, whether, you know, you lost your job, or whether you had someone close to you die or whether you got sick yourself, uh, you, you know, or whether you're suffering from mental health as a result of this very real suffering. Sure. But the question is, with the suffering there, how do you meet it? How do you meet it? What do you do in that moment when you're facing that intense suffering? Do you wither away and do you wither away and die metaphorically? Or do you actually take control of your life and use that suffering to help you become stronger, more courageous, more innovative, more creative, and happier in the long run? And, you know, I, I think, personally, Ian, I think COVID was a light post on our path of awakening, in a sense, to tell us it's time to take control of your lives. It's time to move in a different direction from just being a cog totally. in the machine. Totally. Yeah, I, I love I, that's there's so many different directions that we could take this conversation. I just really enjoy having this open dialogue with somebody that that not agrees with what I'm thinking, but sees what I'm seeing. I think that's probably it. I don't need you to agree with me. I love it if you disagree with me and I love if I disagree with no. you. But I love that we're seeing what well, we're both seeing. 
openly. Well, can I, can I, I think what we're seeing is, is a real opportunity for self-empowerment. And I would also point out, too, that there are, there are I mean, if I could just real quick outline please, other please. ways in which COVID has had positive impacts. Um, one way is it's become, okay, let me back up a second. So one of the biggest impediments for why many of us live in so much fear is our fear of death our fear of our own mortality. You know, that that is a crippling fear for many, many, many millions of people, not billions. only in this country, but in yeah, the world. Billions, yeah. billions. Yeah. Well, how about this? Every spiritual faith says to be able to live, or at least the mystics, I should say, the mystics of every faith says, particularly in the Eastern religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, they all basically say, you can't live fully your life until you come to terms with death. Ironically, once you become comfortable with your own death, then you can fully live life. And the reason's simple. Once you get over your biggest existential fear, Ian, what does losing a house mean? Or what is losing a, you know, what is taking a chance on a new, on a new creative venture like totally, a podcast totally. or a book? You know, what, what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? You know, and COVID has forced us to face down our fear of death, you know, straight yeah. on, you know, and that's been one benefit that's come out of this. We, we, we already talked about the search for meaning. It's led to that, a huge search for meaning. Creativity, you know, I think there's a direct parallel between a burst of creative uh, creativity like we're seeing with you starting sure. a podcast, my friend starting a YouTube channel, woodworking I have another buddy who's deciding to just drop his electrician job and go full out to tour musically. Yeah. You know, uh, all those are examples of, you know, uh, creative fervor, you know, and create creation comes out of destruction. You have to pass through dark and suffering periods to be able to come out to more creative, uh, uh, innovative periods. And I think we're seeing that under COVID, too. Um, and I would point out this too, a little, you don't want, I mean, nobody wishes for too much adversity in their life, but having too little adversity in their life can be crippling. And, you know, this adversity that we're facing is, is leading to a huge explosion of creativity, arts, music, podcasts, uh, YouTube channels, uh, coaching yeah. businesses. Uh, I mean, Look at the self-help yeah. field right now. It's exploding. It. You know why it's exploding? It's exploding. Yep. People need it. People need it. And there's a demand for it. And that's coming out of more people wanting to reflect and say, yeah. aha, you know, I sense that something's wrong. My life isn't moving the way I want it to. Another, another, another positive that's come out of uh, COVID is how about this? I think more of us are, are looking to, to connect with the yeah, earth. I agree with that. You know, when we were done, you know, getting outdoors, getting out, do you know how vitally important that is? You know, I read a statistic the other day, Ian, and it said that the average American, get this, the average American spends 97 to 99% of every day indoors. You know, if you consider that 99% of our entire existence on this planet has been spent mostly outside, you know, whether past, it's foraging yeah, yeah. for food yeah. or whether it's in in the past, 
you know, we depend on that connection to nature. And, and I think when you start removing people from nature, that has a very, very, um, how do I say it? Detrimental sure. impact on our mental health, on our physical well-being, on our spiritual health. And you know what COVID made a lot of people do? Yeah. Go back outside. You know, go, 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 go start your garden. Sure. Go farm. Go, you know, get your hands dirty again. You know, um, you know, I'm not I'm not a big hunter myself, but there were a lot of people who uh, went out and started, uh, you know, fishing or hunting as a way to instead of depending on industrial food chains. You know, they ate it's it's the eat what you kill movement. You don't take anything more than you need. But I know people who were engaging in that, you know, it's you know, and there's a lot that came out of it. The out, more people were going outdoors than ever before going outside. You can't go to the, you can't go to the suit. You know, you can't go to the bar. You can't go to the, you, you know, um, office. So what do you do? You go outside, you go, you go be outside again. That is vitally important. I, I yeah. can't emphasize that enough. How important it is to establish a connection with the natural world. And, um, when you when you're not connected to nature, we become shells of who we really are. You know, are. it's not. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to drive somewhere to go on some epic hike. You can literally, like my my daughter and I, last March and April, we walked down to the bottom of my street in my neighborhood. It, my neighborhood is like one road in, one road out, um, or same road in, same road out. It backs up to the Baltimore County Reservoir, and so it's beautiful back behind this neighborhood. Great. And we walked back there, and we walked these trails, and we found this cool series of little waterfalls and a stream. And then there was a swing that swung out over this like big, you know, 10 foot drop off the rock where the waterfall is. And, and I used to walk, I was walking barefoot because I just wanted to feel it. I want, and it was cold out, but I, I wanted to feel the ground. I, I wanted to get connected. And, but let me ask you something about, it's That's super important. important. Let me ask you something about mental health. So what, what, um, mm. What percentage of the population do you think actually got clarity or not even got clarity, but actually went in and started to understand and get awareness and illumination on what was actually going on inside of them and then started working on it? Do you think that's a pretty major part of the population or do you think it most people just kind of buried themselves in the news and just wanted to stay as dark as possible. Like they didn't have all the distractions from the outside, but they made up distractions on, on the inside world, not their inside body world, but their inside, like in their house world. How about this? And I think there were a substantial amount of people yeah. who did what you just said, created their own distractions and buried themselves yeah. in news and politics and all the part mm-hmm. of my language, all the bullshit yeah. that we hear about. Right. But, but, I think there was a growing segment of the population. I don't know what the percentage is. Maybe Which, that's 25%. A lot. That's a you know, lot. 30%. Yeah. It's a lot. I think prior, Ian, prior to the pandemic, it might have been as low as totally. 3 to 5%. And I, I think maybe and now we're maybe working at 25% to 30% who are actually doing that inner Huge. work on themselves. Uh, it's growing. It's growing. And you know what? Here's, here's a good thing. Once you start to awaken, yep. you can't put... You can't, you can try, you can try yep. to deceive yourself, but you can't put that no, back that, to bed. That's what I was just going to say. You, know, you're, you, you know, cannot you can... not know what you just found out about yourself, especially when you were like, you know, I had somebody call me about coaching last, um, 
uh, May or June, and they said something about their. I, I I'm so depressed because I miss my work family. And I said, Well, how long since you've seen them? They said, and he said, like beginning of March. And I said, How many of them have reached out to you? And he said, None of them. And I said, Well, no, you have your answer. They're not your work family. It was convenient for you guys to like each other because you were locked in a building together all day, where, a, where somebody said you can't you can't leave. It's relationship. It's re, it's relationships yeah, of convenience or, or proximity, almost like yep. con- convenience and proximity. You yep. probably wouldn't be friends with these people outside of your office, but you want to be a social butterfly. You want to have connections, so that's the person that you talk to. And he was like, "Shit, man, that kind of blows my mind." Like. I wonder how many other things I thought were real aren't real. And we went in for like three or four months and we actually explored that. What was real and what wasn't real? What was what was manufactured in his head based on proximity or convenience or environment? And what was actually real? And, and sad to say, it was a very low percentage that was actually real. But what he found out was how much time he was spending. And he he, he doesn't mind me telling this story. I just won't tell you who he is. He, what he realized was how much he, time he wasn't spending or he was spending on other things that he thought were important and he wasn't spending time on the things that he said were important, which were the family, the home, the relationship with his wife, the, uh, his parents who lived down the street, none of that stuff. And it kind of blew my mind a little bit, but blew his mind too because he was like, oh my God, man, like without all this stuff – you know, this noise, this, this uh, frequency here, once I tuned into another frequency, it was a completely different radio station, like completely different, you know, in Baltimore, you can't. Well, and that, and that's why well, I was going to say, that's why I think fostering, uh, you know, I think like having, having whatever term you're comfortable with, having a daily sure. time for yep. prayer or meditation is vitally, vitally important. Because when your mind slows down, you know, sure. things come up. Oh, whoa, maybe, whoa, what are my priorities at? What am I, sure. what am I doing? You know, am, am I even mindful of my day at all? You know, am I, am I, you know, so just building off what you were saying, like with your friend, the example there, that it is very important to take time out of every day to check in with yourself whether it's meditation, prayer, whatever term you're comfortable with, it could be something as simple as journaling. Um, you know, I was talking to a friend recently and I recommended he just start taking an inventory every day. You know, what, what, what is me? What are you finding meaning doing? What are the things that you can take out of your life that aren't moving you forward? You know, what are your one week goals? What are your two week goals? What are your one month goals? You know, and most, most people aren't, you know, don't, it's not it's not because people are dumb. It's because we've just been conditioned to be totally. complacent and not and not just like just like so Ian, just like we brush our teeth every day. You know, you know, or just like we take a shower. You know, why isn't checking in with ourselves up there with our with our daily routine? Because it's never taught to us. It's like financial literacy and I, and I think or financial we'll, intelligence. It's never, never taught, taught to us. us. But there's a deeper thing behind that. I mean, you can't have no. everybody in society checking in with themselves and being completely self-sufficient. You can't. The drug companies don't work. The advertising companies don't work. If somebody looks at an ad like I do or you do, most likely, and you go, interesting concept there Not that doesn't appeal to me. Even though it's something maybe 10 years ago, it I would have totally done. 
You can't have people like that. You can't. A society you doesn't do? work like that. Yep. I mean, it probably does, like, in a society that we're not used to, like a indigenous tr- a tribe or people's society where there's no ego, or sure. I'm sure there is in some capacity, but nobody's over yeah, Minim- minimized, minimized ego, ego. But the only way you get yeah. seniority is by the years you put in on the planet. That's it. Well, I mean, I, I could tell you, I mean, in the mm-hmm. Eastern band of Cherokee Indians, my, uh, the, the beloved Cherokee elder who I'm friends with Myrtle driver, they respect her not because she's, you know, she has, you know, physical power or she has anything. They respect her because she served her community. Mm-hmm. She's strong. She's seen as courageous. She's, she's, um, you know, uh, keeping their language alive. She's earned yeah. respect. You know, and all the elders, it's not just her. There's 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 males and females who have both earned that respect through their service, through their courage, through their wisdom, you know, and um, they're self-empowered individuals. Wouldn't so, it be cool if we were judged yeah. on the amount of service we actually gave back? That'd be interesting. I had that conversation with someone the other day and uh, they were like... Because because in COVID, um, I gotta make sure my microphone. You can hear me, right? Okay, my my mic's not picking up. Perfect. Here. It's okay. Yep. Um, so uh, in COVID, what they realized was that all of the. St- I mean, I'm I'm telling you, I, I have some bunnies that eighty five percent of their life plus was realized to be uh, a facade. And something that was either one, not needed, two, not loved as much as they loved it. Uh, people they hung out with, things that they did, the suits that they wore, the car that they drove, the house they lived in, the places that they took vacations, like all of it turned out to be. And what I'm, what I'm, what I'm really happy to see is that some of them who were used to taking, you know, $50,000 vacations, $20,000 vacations, $150,000 cars, that they're sitting in a blow up pool. They're sitting in a in like one of these Walmart pools in their backyard with their kids, and they're just being them, and they're just bonding. And uh, we 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 yep. um started saying, you know, would it be what would it wouldn't it be cool if we had an organization like a mastermind or something where we came in, you know, big swing and dick style instead of saying this is my net worth, this is how much money I have in my bank account, but you came in, you're like. Yeah, just donated three hundred grand to a charity. Beat that, you know, like or or um, or hey, we just hey, this, what'd you guys do this weekend? We we fed like my my friend Colleen here in Baltimore. She's got such a beautiful dedication to, to uh, helping homeless people and feeding them lunches literally every Sunday, never fail uh, with her wife Jill. And um, like, wouldn't it be awesome if you were like, uh, yeah, just um, uh, I just fed you know helped five hundred homeless people with some socks and some like ham and cheese sandwiches and some apples and some chips. And then you got one up by like, yeah, well, I fed 750. You know, granted, still egos in play, but you're serving the world. You're not going like, hey, my Benz is faster than your Benz, which is still yeah. cool in its own respect, but not anything compared to service to the world. Total. It's material. just material. Yeah. You can't ser- service services yeah. of the spirit. Yeah. It's real. It's authentic. It's a reflection of your inner self. And the the uh, all those material things. They're, totally. they're a distraction. They don't, you can't take that no. with you when you die. You know, that doesn't matter. You can't take no. that with you when you die. And, you know, I think it would be great if we had a society <laughs> where, where uh, 
service yeah. was held at the highest. You're always trying to one up your buddy by just serving harder or serving more people. I mean, think about it. You're always going to have competition. You're always going to have ego. What if you had it in service versus materialism or money? That'd be cool as shit. That'd be so cool. Yeah. You direct it. Yep. That'd be great. You you would direct that into service. <laughs> it would gonna, be beneficial. So we have people. a we have the men on purpose pod uh, the men on purpose community, which by the time this airs it has a couple hundred members because it's you know, but when we're we're recording this June eighteenth, it has like a hundred members already. I think something close to that, like eighty five. And uh now we're probably at a couple hundred or maybe more. And um I'm actually gonna propose that in there. Because I don't want anything like I don't care about how many houses you bought or how much passive income you have. I don't care about any of that. I want who you are, not what you do or what you have. Now, we can we can talk yes. about the stuff that you have and the stuff that you do after the fact. And that's totally fine. I don't negate any of that. But I wanted a society. I wanted an ecosystem, whether it's me and my buddy or me and a thousand people or five thousand people or a million people where where we brag about our service. We brag about the 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 spiritual aspect our emotional connection and intelligence yes like yes well i told my wife i loved her 16 times this week like we're always going to have competition we're always going to be egoed out in some capacity in, in some way with our buddies but wouldn't it be cool to be to be comparing each other channel channel yeah. channeling that ego yeah. into actually productive yeah i mean look it's a crazy functions. idea but I'm going to do that. Men on purpose. Make sure you join that. Make sure you join men on purpose it. community. You can go on there today and just, uh, and, and my, my wife will let, let you in. Yeah. It's the men podcast on purpose just, community. Just not podcast. Just cool. men that on sounds purpose awesome. community on Facebook. And there's some really cool stuff. We've got master classes in there. We've got all kinds of cool stuff in there. Um, anyway, shameless plug. Yeah. 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 So sounds awesome. I want to, I want to, I mean, I could, I could talk to you for like three hours and I want to just, what, what can people do? Like in wrapping this up, what can people do if they didn't take advantage as much as they could have? Or if they are listening to us going, well, guys, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't think COVID was a, was that big of a thing, uh, you know, or like a, a, a can it, uh, not an advantage, but um, an opportunity for growth and change and transformation. But they are listening to us. So they're, they're somewhat serious about understanding this. And obviously, in, in order to get growth, you've got to get out of your own way. You've got to commit to the growth. You've got to get out of your own way. You've got to make choices in the moment to not go left, but to keep going, to go right and go into the dark stuff that you don't know, don't understand. It's, it's scary, but it's better than going left and staying on the track, on the wheel that just keeps rotating in a vicious cycle. So what can you recommend to somebody who listens to this today and says, well, all right, Forrest sounds he sounds pretty believable. That's cool. How can I get? A, how can I find opportunity through this thing that you know? Look, we're not out of it, but we're not in it still. What can people do? I think I think one thing that everybody can do is I mentioned it earlier. Start taking an inventory of your life right now. You know, pull out a journal, start very basic. Actually, better yet, go find a park or a woodlands or a reservoir. You know, it doesn't have to be something crazy. It doesn't have to be like, a, you know, an epic mountain hike. It yeah. can be something in your backyard. Sit down with a journal. Sit down with well, the epic mountain true. hikes are, the, are amazing. And I recommend it. I, I, I'm always out on mountain yeah. hikes, you know, because I live in the mountains. But uh, you don't need that, though. You just go outside, 
be with yourself and take an inventory of your life. Make two lists or, or two, put a line down the middle of the paper. On one side, things in my life that bring me happiness and fulfillment. On the right side, things in my life that don't bring me fulfillment. And, you know, right there, you're going to find a lot of self-discovery in that process. You're going to figure out, oh my gosh, I may be, I may be living an illusion or a lie within myself. Taking an inventory of your life is really good. And start from there. Start very simple. A basic walk in the woods or a reservoir or your backyard, whatever it may be. Go somewhere where you can be quiet still and make an honest inventory of your life and start there. It is never too late. Just because you never you didn't take advantage of COVID to, 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 to start forging yeah. a path, that's yeah. okay. You'll be fine. Just you can start now. It's never too late. And... I think when you do that, you know, if you can combine that with starting, you know, that, that taking an inventory, you might have to do it every day for a while. You know, that might, that no, might not just be a one yeah, day thing. You got to build that habit. Yeah. Weeks, months, years. <laughs> yeah, I, years. I check in all the time. You know, some, when I'm not journaling for, it might be years. Sometimes when I'm not, if I haven't journaled myself or like, you know, taking my own inventory, I, if, if it's been far too long, I'm like, uh oh, mm-hmm. I'm what am I missing? There's got to be something wrong right now because I haven't come back to this in a while, you know. So that that always helps, and and you know, in in cultivating, you know, a daily prayer or that. meditation within yourself. There are numerous ways to meditate. There are numerous ways to pray. You know, start that personal relationship with however you conceive of a higher power. It could be Buddha. It could be Christ. It could be Uh, the earth, it could be, um, whatever, whatever it is, find that higher power within yourself. That would be my recommendations right now. Personal inventory and starting a daily prayer meditation practice and get outside. This is my last one. Get outside, get into nature, you know? Yeah. I love that, man. I love that. So simple. It really is so simple like that. I, I wrote that as you were as you were describing it and I'm looking at this little you know, T chart. It's so simple. It just takes honesty. It just takes you to be like, you know what? I actually I talked about this yesterday on a recording. I did. Um, I, I, have a, I have a buddy of mine and uh, he said, look, man, I, I. I play golf to get out of my house. I hate golf. I play golf to get out of my house. Because for six hours, I get an excuse to not have to deal with my kids. And I said, well, it's really, it's unfortunate because all you'd have to do is just break through whatever you're, what's holding you back. And you can actually communicate with your wife and your kids. And he said, I'm just not ready for that. I don't want to. And I said, okay. I know other people that will mow their lawn or, or mm. why, you know, we talked about this, uh, like we, in a course that I coach. Right now, we're talking about distracting distraction tactics to avoid dealing with the things you need to deal with. And it's like those are them. So um, tell everybody where they can get your book, COVID-19 and Humanity's Spiritual Awakening. I'm not, you know, it's funny because people are like, are you pitching books? I'm like, no, I have these people on because they're going to create great conversation and teach us something. And in return, like, I want to tell you about their book, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, this has been an awesome conversation, Ian. Oh, my gosh. I've really appreciated this a lot. The, uh, the book is, is called COVID-19, Humanity, Spiritual Awakening. You can pick it up uh, on Barnes & Noble, on Amazon. Uh, it's, on, it's, it's available in both Kindle and paper book edition. Uh, and you can find me 
on for, on my website forestrivers.com uh you can contact me i'm always always uh interested in having conversation with people totally. We can continue this conversation. Yeah, so, I love that, man. Well, please, thank you please for being reach here. Out. On behalf of you and I, I'm, I'm saying to anybody that was affected, I want to say it again, anybody that was affected in a negative manner, if they had someone they knew got sick or passed away, our prayers, our energy are with you. And we're, we're thinking about you. This wasn't, Absolutely. That, conver- this 100%. wasn't that conversation. We just wanted to 100%. celebrate and spotlight um, a different conversation than a lot of people are having about the negative implications and the stuff that's happened through COVID. So don't, uh, don't be angry at us. We just wanted to say like, there are people out there that did, that did benefit gain. And I'm not talking like monetarily, like illegally or something. I'm saying they took advantage of a slowdown of an, of an awakening of an opportunity. And, um, and we are not, we are not forgetting about the fact that hundreds of thousands of people didn't make it through this so i just wanted to make sure that's very very clear we have a lot of sympathy and empathy right. for the shit that went on during covid yeah yeah absolutely right in fact in fact i would just simply say to that the 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 premise of my entire book starts with yeah, with the acknowledgement of that's that tremendous yep. suffering people have been through and my question is but totally and my question is how do we meet that suffering and if we meet that suffering with the with with with, with fearlessly, it, it it can move us forward. Totally. So here's what I'm going to end with. Evolution. This is your quote, but I'm going to say it because it's from your book that I really like. In the end, this much is certain: our collective healing will bring bring us exponentially closer toward arriving at greater understanding of both self and others. One day soon, the peaceful and loving world that we all know is possible will actually become a reality. It's great. I think it's so, it's so well said. It's really well said. So, I truly believe that. Thanks for being here, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Man, I appreciate it too. I, Ian, great show. Uh, tremend- you're doing a appreciate tremendous it. service for listeners, viewers. Love it, man. And, well, uh, listeners, an honor to be on audience, thank you for listening. You know where to go if you need us. If you need Forest, forestrivers.com. If you need me, ianlobos.com or mentalpurposepodcast.com. And we will catch you on the next one. Thanks.